The information contained on this platform represents the opinion of the host and shall not be understood, construed as or a substitute for medical or health advice. Please see a health professional who is aware of the facts and circumstances of your individual situation. It's the Black Health 365 podcast, and we are here to make sure you look good on the outside and even better on the inside. After all, looking good, feeling good, and living a healthy lifestyle 365 days of the year should be a daily choice. Here at the Black Health 365 podcast, we will address the healthcare disparities within the Black community with trusted voices and information to empower a healthy lifestyle. Ain't that right, Brent? I'm talking about mind, body, and soul. Hello, 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 365ers, and welcome to another episode of the Black Health 365 podcast, where we are taking back our community by talking about um, a lot of the issues and the disparities that affect the black and brown community. I am Jackie Page, um, radio personality in Atlanta, as well as in Richmond, Virginia, um, fitness fanatic. I am a Zumba instructor, TRX instructor, group fitness instructor. I love boot camp and hit. Uh, nutrition coach, personal trainer. I mean, the list of things goes on and on and on when it comes to fitness. So, yeah, that's me joined by my lovely co-host. What's good, 365ers? My name is Britt Daniels. Jackie, you do it all and I do it with you. I'm your serial entrepreneur, yogi at heart, trainer, all the things. Happy to be back, Jackie. How you feeling? Britt, can I just be honest? I'm asking, can I just be honest? I'm always honest. Let's be real. So we've had this conversation before um, about me not doing a good job of stretching and not doing a good job of doing that like cool down part of a workout. I did a crazy workout today, crazy lower body leg workout. Because, you know, 365ers, I did say one of my goals for 2023 was to gain five pounds of muscle weight. So we're on that journey. But yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I went to the gym. I worked out, did that leg workout, came straight up to, you know, my apartment and um, I ain't stretch and my legs are feeling like who did it a while. So, Britt, I feel like today I'm gonna need you to break this whole yoga, yogi situation, meditation situation down because the reality is your girl is over here struggling. And why would I pay somebody when I got you to do it? Like... It's interesting how you put it to me, Jackie. For one, if yeah, if you hit that workout, definitely don't just stretch. Get some foam rolling in there. That's the that's the trainer coming out of me. You know, it's interesting. A lot of people enter the space of yoga for different reasons. For some people, especially a lot of people in the West, they enter yoga from a space that hey, yoga is just stretching. But for other people, it, they enter yoga from the space of spirituality, um, and that's actually the space I entered yoga from. And so today, yeah, I'm very interested in having this conversation about yoga, mindfulness, meditation, mental practices and physical practices that can help us optimize our lives. Talking about not only the history of these things, but maybe a little bit of the science. And I'd like to get into some of my experience as well, being a black man that practices yoga and yoga truly saved my life. Before we do get into it, though, Jackie, 365 hours, y'all know how we start these podcast off. We're going to do a little Dharma talk. And a Dharma talk actually comes from a yoga tradition. It's a little sermon to set the tone and conversation for what we're about to talk about today. And, you know, it's January. It's a new year, 2023. It's also right around the corner is Martin Luther King's Day. So I think it's important that we we do our due respects to MLK. And this Dharma talk is kind of based off of, of his message. Martin Luther King's message 
at his heart was really all about community and self-love as an important aspect of his legacy. He believed that in order to create change and achieve true equality, individuals must first have a sense of self-worth and uh, self-respect. And he encouraged people to love themselves despite the discrimination and prejudice that you know we experience. So King believed that coming together as a community was crucial in the fight for civil rights. He advocated that people of all races and backgrounds come together and work towards a common goal so that, just, that justice and equality could be achieved. So um, remembering and continuing to spread the message of community and self-love is really important for a conclusive society. Um, with that being said, King's message again was two tenets, love and community. Now it's important that we have self-love, self-awareness so that we can extend that love back out into the community. And so it's important that again, we understand ourselves and take out time and set space to do those things. And there are practices like yoga, meditation or mindfulness, if that's a more accessible word for you that can allow us to do those things. Because if you don't got love for yourself, how are you gonna treat the person standing next to you? No, and that's absolutely right. And just kind of listening to you talk about like the different aspects of like yoga, because you're saying like yoga, meditation, mindfulness. I'm going to ask a really elementary question, elementary question, and it is what it is. But I don't know. When I think of yoga, I think of the stretching piece. So, you know, let's just kind of start there because I feel like there are a lot of different aspects and a lot of different branches to this thing. So let's just start with the basics. What exactly is yoga? Because again, in my head, I'm thinking all you doing is stretching. That's an excellent question, Jackie. And, you know, yoga in the society that we live in in, in America is presented like that. But yoga actually is an ancient and complex practice. You know, it's rooted in Indian philosophy that goes back thousands of years it's at its root a spiritual practice that's become more popular, you know, as physical and mental well mental well being. But it's really a philosophy, a school of thought. And so, uh, classical yoga includes a lot of those elements. But as we have today, yoga comes in pretty much three tenets. One of those being those physical postures that you may be familiar with, like a warrior one, warrior two. We call those asanas physical postures in the yoga practice. We have breathing techniques, which we call pranayama um, or meditation. And so there are different styles of yoga, some more meditative and relaxing, some actually extremely physically demanding. And different yoga practices can yield different physical and mental benefits. And then there are other styles of mindful, intentional movement like Tai Chi and Qigong um, coming out of China that pretty much simulate or replicate a lot of things that yoga does. Essentially, yoga is a tool for self-inventory. It's a tool for intentional thought and intentional movement. Um, and as the body benefits from movement, I think we all understand that the mind benefits from stillness. And that's where we get into the conversation of what is meditation. And I think that's a big conversation for a lot of people. So... And correct me if I'm wrong here. When you are practicing yoga, are you practicing meditation in the same right? It just, like I said, it just seems like it's a lot. So, you know, when I'm being mindful of like what movement I'm doing, am I in the process of meditating as well? Or are those, again, two separate things? 
Well, let's 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 get into it, Jackie. Um, so meditation at its root. Some people would tell you that meditation is stilling the mind, making the mind completely quiet. You don't have a single thought in your mind. And when people have that misrepresentation in their head, they say, oh, I can never do meditation. It's just impossible for me. But I would argue meditation isn't the practice of stilling your mind or quieting your mind. I would argue that meditation is the practice of directing your attention, directing your mind, um, finding a focal point, a mantra, some idea, or simply pure open awareness that you keep drawing your attention to. At the end of the day, human consciousness, and we can speak about this in spiritual terms, we can speak about it in scientific terms. Um, attention, what is your attention span? The art of meditation allows you to increase your ability to focus, um, and that requires stillness. Um, Sometimes, actually, not necessarily. It requires more so intention. Um, and I think that's really important to understand. I think for some people, meditation, they hear that word and they think it's, it's super esoteric. And by esoteric, I mean it's something that's for people that's in the Himalayas on top of mountains and it's for this group of people. But no, mindfulness is probably a more accessible word for people because it's, it's things that sometimes we do in our own life that we're not even aware of that's a form of meditation like going on a walk by a beach, like maybe even playing a video game, um, things that we allow us to tap into the moment where time just seems seamless. To get back to your question, there are different types of yoga for different purposes, and there are different types and modalities of meditation. There, for example, are open awareness meditation. Let me give you an example. You just sit down and you just become aware of what's going on around you, all the sights all the smells, um, the ground under your butt, you're completely aware of the physicalness around, around, all the sensations around you. Another type of meditation is a pointed concentration meditation where you're just maybe have an image in your head, uh, maybe it's the image of a Buddha sitting and you just keep that anchor, that one image in your head and you keep focusing in on that, focusing on that. Another type of meditation, which is my favorite, is where you focus purely on awareness of existence just pure awareness of existence that doesn't talk, that doesn't claim. It just, it's just a pure awareness. And, you know, for some people, and I'm sure I'm interested in your experience with trying meditation, some people say, oh, I can't meditate. My mind is always on. Again, it goes to that misconception. Your mind is going to talk. Our mind's like a little monkey that's constantly chatting, chatting, chatting. The goal of meditation a lot of times is to sit into a seat of observation. So observing your thoughts, but not claiming them, not attaching yourself to them. When I meditate, I like to look at my thoughts as clouds passing in the sky. I like to look at my thoughts as cars driving on the road. Yes, that's a part of my phenomenological experience, but I know for a fact those things aren't me. And once you can start to detach yourself from your thoughts and be aware of them, you can recognize patterns and adjust them, if that makes sense. No, it actually makes a lot of sense. In talking about like my experience, I have tried to meditate a few times. Um, I downloaded like an app. I don't remember the name of it, but because um, I wanted to get into meditation. And, you know, to your point, what I am used to thinking meditation is, is like my I literally don't need to be thinking about anything. And that's actually one of the reasons why I did not continue with it is because I think I tried it for about a week. I felt like I wasn't doing it right because my thoughts weren't still. My brain wasn't clear. To your point, I was thinking about everything under the sun, what I was going to have for dinner, what time I was going to walk the dog, what's on TV, what time I'm going to go to bed. Like I literally was thinking about everything. And to me, it was just like, okay, this isn't 
meditating, if anything, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm thinking way too much. So I just let, I, so I just stopped. I let it go. But I, I just feel like that's one of the things, like you said, a lot of people, one of the misconceptions of meditation is that, you know, you, you have to have that still thought. It's actually OK. And I'm actually happy to hear you say that. Um, it's OK to have those random thoughts because, you know, like you said, it, it it's awareness. Absolutely, Jackie. I think one of the most difficult things we can do, the most difficult things in our society, especially our technologically advanced society, because we're just fed dopamine at all times from TVs to social media to just everything going on around us. Our brains are jacked up on dopamine from a neuroscience perspective. We are compromising our neural system. Um, and so, you know, our ancestors, they had more space for silence that allowed them to regulate their emotions. So many people are unhappy because they are too jacked up on dopamine. So opportunities like meditation and spaces to sit still help us come back to our root. The root word of yoga is a Sanskrit word, Y-U-J. It means to yoke, to yoke or to connect with our higher consciousness. Our higher consciousness is a space where we don't think, where we don't claim good or evil. It's just purely a light of awareness. And that's at our foundation. If you if you really separate it from your thoughts and all the attachments to them and just became a pure open awareness source like a baby, you will step back into that space. Um, and so, yeah, practices like yoga allow us to connect with that source so that we can be more responsive versus reactive to the world. I think a lot of people op operate from a position of reaction to the world. They don't they don't process things. Opportunities like yoga allow us to sit still with our thoughts regulate our emotions so that we can respond effectively. Um, going to your point, I don't, when people come to me and say, I'm bad at, at meditation, it's like, you just got to sit through it and work through it. You just got to sit through it and work through it. You know, just like when you lift weights and you pick it up and you put it back down, that's called a rep. When you're meditating and you're trying to keep your mind focused on something, when you notice, become aware that your mind has drifted somewhere else and then you draw it back, to that point of concentration, that is a rep. The more and more you do that, you will get better at concentrating. You will get better at quote unquote meditation. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So, you know, talking about rep and talking about working out, how often, um, I, I guess this is a multifaceted question, um, how often should I meditate and then how long? Because that was something else that I struggled with. I know the first time when I downloaded the app, the app was saying that I should try it every day. Um, and I don't remember the time, but, you know, with working out, it's one of those things where starting out, you feel like you should work out every day. And then once you, you know, get a little, little smart in this game, you realize that working out every day is not the smartest thing to do. Like you need to take some time to rest um, and breathe, stretch and shake. So is it the same type of situation where, you know, do you meditate every day? If you do, how long? Like, is there a better time? Do you meditate in the morning? Do you meditate at night? Can you meditate when you're at work in the middle of like a stressful day? Dancing crew. Trip for two, nail the final interview. Game with Doug, brand new mug. 
Come here, kid. Give me a hug. The more you want to do, the more we want to do. New COVID-19 boosters designed for recent Omicron variants are now available. Learn about eligibility and schedule a free updated booster today at vaccines.gov. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. The the Zen response to your question is everyone's everybody's everyone is different. <laughs> but at the end of the day, whatever moment and what time works best for you to sit in stillness is going to make your life better. When people tell me I'm too busy to meditate, you're the type of person that needs to meditate more. You're the type of person that needs to sit still more so that you can respond versus react more to the world. And in terms of if you are new to this concept, um, I think starting small and working your way up can be beneficial depending on the type of meditation. It seems like we're talking about sitting meditation or stillness meditation. Again, there are different types of meditation. And I do think for a lot of people, stillness meditation is important. I start as simple as take, can you just wake up in the morning as soon as you wake? For me, this works for me. And I've done studies into it. Your brain is most susceptible to changes, neuroplasticity, as they call it, the first hour of your day and right before you go to sleep. Your most of our lives, some scientists will argue that it's a program like a computer. We do 80 percent, 90 to 80 percent of our lives. We're thinking the same stuff. We're doing the same things. We're just operating in a system of behaviors called habits. And it becomes our character. The best opportunities that you can intentionally do things to change how your brain functioning works is to do something as soon as you wake up in the morning and before you go to sleep. Um, And so for someone new, I would just say, wake up in the morning, get out of your bed, go sit down in a chair or sit on your bed and just take 10 deep breaths. Think about as consciously as you can, as you breathe, inhale, exhale, feel your chest expand and just take 10 intentional deep breaths. From there, you know, your practice can go where it needs to go, but just start simply there. Um, For me, I like to meditate at least five to 15 minutes a day. It depends what's going on in my schedule in terms of still, still meditation. But intentionality, you can express that in almost all aspects of your work. Because again, a lot of us, we are a program. We just go by our nose. We don't, we're not thinking about what we're doing. We're operating in our unconscious so much. So the point of meditation is to operate more with an intentional mind so that we can, it's really a way of cultivating more free will. If you, if, if you want to get into that aspect. Britt, when you started, I want to talk about the evolution of Brit right now. Um, when you started uh, meditating, what did that look like for you? And what does it look like now as somebody who, um, you know, you're a yogi, you, you know, you do yoga. What does that look like? Uh, now because I feel like that could help some people just kind of connecting the dots I feel like sometimes as trainers we do a really great job of talking about where we are and not where we started Um, and as somebody who and we've like I said had this conversation before I um, would like to get more into like yoga and meditation I think it would be helpful for me to you know kind of hear where you started because I see where you are now and I'm just like I wish Um, but you know what did it look like for you when you initially started started yeah for my 365ers that maybe heard my my personal journey i found yoga from a place of crisis i found wellness from a place of crisis um i was a drug addict struggling with um, mental health issues ranging from depression hopelessness chronic anxiety i'll even argue psychosis and so i do want to say this too outside of that i have adhd really bad adhd you know my attention span is is not the best sometimes. And so I have to work, sometimes I feel like twice as hard to get half of what other people have. I have to really try my best. Um, You know, I discovered 
this philosophy, this school of thought after taking a medical leave of absence from college because I was really broke down. I had the fortunate experiences of, of moving to Japan and staying in Japan for a while. And I discovered yoga. I mean, I think I told, I told you before, Jackie, I'll, get, I'll go to the gym. I'll just get on the elliptical. I didn't know how to work out. I was 70 pounds overweight for where I am now. This Navy SEAL will come talk to me. He say, hey, bro, you should try yoga. Again, I'm a black dude from Georgia. I didn't know what the hell yoga was, but I was like, you know, I'll try anything. So I'll go take these classes at this, this, this on this Navy base, and it'll be a white woman teaching full of Japanese women in the room, a black guy like me, out of place. You know, I was overweight. Uh, but it immediately spoke to me, the intentionality, the breath work. It, it was really, I found it as my calling. Um, and I started working out as a means to enhance my yoga practice. And so from there, I'm an analytical person. I'm a logical person and um, a curious person, an intellectually curious person. And so to understand yoga, I felt like I needed to understand the, the, the scientific benefits of it. So I'm running to the library. I'm getting books on neuroscience. What are the benefits of yoga on the brain? I'm, you know, I'm looking at positive psychology. Okay, that's really cool. Now that I understand the science and I believe it, let me go pick up some books on spirituality. I'm going to read on Taoism. I'm going to read on Buddhism, different aspects of Buddhism, particularly Zen Buddhism. Um, I'm going to look up philosophers. And I once I had a framework of philosophy and understanding of what all this meant, it helped me dive deeper into my practice. But that's that's just the way my brain worked. That's how I had to dive into it. And now for me, my yoga practice when I came back to the States um, it had that spiritual underpinning, but then I wanted to get deeper into the physical. And so I started taking a lot of different yoga classes, a lot of different instructors. I fell into, um, I started to really enjoy this one style of yoga called power yoga. That's very physically intense, but something about the physical intensity of it did something for my mind as well. Um, it's, it's that balance, right? You know, yin yang, the body benefits from movement, the mind benefits from stillness. And so the, the beginning of the class will be super intense. And then we'll end with breathing and meditation. Our last yoga pose for most yoga practices is something called Shavasana, which means laying pose where you're just laying on your back. For a lot of people, they're like, good, I'm at the end of the class. Um, I, also, I honestly think that's the most difficult yoga pose because after a class full of moving, which people maybe enjoy for whatever different reasons, now you got to be still. Now you got to be still. Um, and so that's that's the, that's the difficult thing for a lot of people. Again, another thing that has helped me, honestly, I while I like taking classes, I feel like I can meditate better in a group setting. The longest I've ever meditated was three hours. I was at a temple in L.A. Um, by this guy who he started it in the 1920s called Yogananda, this Indian guru. And it was this, this perennial temple where people from all different faiths got together and they just, we sat in silence for three hours. Jackie, your brain does some crazy things when you sit in silence, but I felt like the energy in the room really enhanced the practice. Have you ever tried meditating in a group? I have not tried meditating in a group. Let me be honest. Um, working in radio, dead air, silence. That would kill me three hours because the minute I hear a half a millisecond of dead air, I'm like, what the? Did I? Like, I, I don't. And again, something that I could work up to. Um, but right now, that would that would scare me. I've never tried. Well, I take that back. I have tried. Have I actually ever tried a mm, reality moment? I have actually never tried a yoga class. Now, I have done your yoga classes, but outside of you, I've never done anybody else's class, which actually says a lot about you and your practice. Mm -hmm. 
quick plug for Brit Daniels, okay? But speaking of classes, and I think this is one of the reasons why I haven't ventured out to try anybody else's classes is because I feel like there are so many. I just heard you say something about like an intense yoga can yoga really be in, like in my head is like yoga and t- what uh-uh, it's supposed to be just stretching this thing out so Brit, i feel like it's about 17 million different types of yoga and i've had people tell me like there's like vinyasa and what are the and i don't expect you to know them all but what are some of the types of yoga because i just feel like it's a lot yeah again yoga at its foundation was an indian school of philosophy just like Aristotle or Plato, or, you know, it was, it was a school of philosophy that had a lot of, a lot of text behind it. Um, in terms of the physical asanas that we practice now, um, there are a lot of different types of yogas. Again, some are more physically intense than others. Some focus more on mental stuff. Again, meditation and yoga are tools for intentionality. So each practice, each yoga practice has a different system for intention that, um, that has different benefits. You know, you have Hatha yoga, which is slower, um, you're not moving as fast. You're holding stretches for a long period of time. You have vinyasa, which looks almost dancey. It looks very flowy. You're doing the warrior one to warrior two. Um, you know, you have restorative yoga where you're focusing on opening up joints, holding them from long periods of time. Kundalini yoga, which is supposed to cause this vigorous spirit to rise up inside of you. You have rocket yoga, which is really popular in Western society because it pretty much is a workout. And that's how a lot of people look at it. You're doing a lot of push-ups and all types of fun stuff. And so uh, we even have stuff that yoga aimed towards certain populations, um, like women who are pregnant or who just had a baby or people who chair yoga. Um, again, yoga is a system of movement sometimes that have systems for intentionality. Uh, we even have something called aerial yoga, which is like you use... They have things that are attached to the ceiling and you put your body in these harnesses and it's, it's very beautiful and it's very graceful. Yeah. And I, and I do want to make this clear. You know, the, the question comes up sometimes is yoga as we have used it in the West, a form of cultural appropriation because it comes from a long line of, of tradition. And I will argue that yoga is a living body, you know, at its heart, yoga, is a tool for self inventory and are different for the human being, for the human spirit. So yoga is, for, I, in my eyes, yoga is for everybody. Uh, what are the benefits of yoga? Um, you know, I heard you mention restorative yoga to kind of help open up the joints. And I kind of feel like that may be what I need to do because after doing the workout that I did today, it's given, I need my joints to be open because they tight. Uh, but what's what are the uh what are the benefits of yoga? Um, I know we talked about you know being we talk about like meditation, being more self aware, and you know being more um I don't want to say well proactive versus reactive, not as reactive. But what are some of the other benefits of doing yoga and meditating? So, um, I want to say yoga. I want to put these in together: yoga and me- meditation. The benefits are mental and physical. For people, and there's been neurophysiological studies to to show and demonstrate this uh, with fMRI, people who have suffered from depression or anxiety, they benefit from yoga. People who have issues with sleep, emotional imbalance, they have benefited from yoga. Going to the physical, yoga can help you with your addictions. Yoga can and meditation can help you with low back pain, chronic diseases. 
really the, the, it's a gambit, a gambit of different things. And for me and my personal experience, that was most certainly the case. Yoga became my tool for self inventory. Yoga became my tool for, yeah, just loving my body and being in this vessel. Now that's good. Um, I need to get to that space. 365ers, I'm having a very transparent. I feel like I want to start something called transparent three transparency 365. I don't know. We'll figure it out at some point in time. But a transparency moment that is something that I need to do is um, learn how to slow things down um, and learn how to. I do a really good job of taking care of my body but I don't do a really good job of taking care of my body because I will I'm a high intensity gal okay I like high intensity workouts give me heavy weights I want to feel the burn but along with that I need to be kind of to your point taking some time not only within my workout but just with the year that I had last year even with the meditation piece just kind of reconnecting on a on a on a regular basis so it's, you know, just really interesting to hear how, um, you know, yoga has helped you become more aware and more mindful. And I feel like I'm a little envious that I haven't gotten to that point yet where, you know, I do a really good job of working out. But when it comes to, you know, the the other half of this journey, that's so important. I'm on the struggle bus there. Jackie, I just want to I appreciate you sharing all that with me, but I just want to demystify that yoga instructors, meditators, monks are some superhuman people. I struggle a lot with mental health issues. I struggle a lot with social anxiety still, despite being instructed, despite speaking in front of people. The practice of yoga and meditation just helps you to treat yourself with grace and not attach yourself to those fleeting thoughts that come to you that tell you that you're small and that you're insignificant. I hear those thoughts and I used to attach myself to them and that used to become my reality. Now I hear those thoughts and I'm like, mm, yeah, that's cool but I'm still here. Um, and so that's, again, the purpose of meditation is to help you step into the seat of observation so that you can respond to the world and not react to it. And so, yeah, I'm not perfect and I still struggle through a lot of things. People still throw me off, uh, you know, and, um, but now I have a toolkit. I have a system of mental behaviors and physical that allow me to come back to my source, to my root. Um, and so, yeah, I don't, I don't want to make any misconceptions about that whatsoever. And I think it's important furthermore that more black people, 365ers, that, um, we, we find these, these practices like yoga and meditation or whatever system that helps us find a space to sit still, it, it would do wonders for us as a community. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, 110%. I think at this point, it would be really, and I don't know if you can, um, hopefully you can. I think it would be kind of dope if we kind of went through like a quick, I don't know, meditation practice together. Just something that, and this can be our what's, you know, this can be our what's our 365 for the um, 365ers. You know, just something that we can all, because hell, I need it. So can we go through like a quick meditative practice real quick? Something we can actually, you know, walk away with and and you know start implementing this this meditation and this yoga practice into our own lives on a on a daily basis mcdonald's is not new to chicken so maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the mccrispy juicy fried chicken buttery bun unmatched pickle to chicken ratio yeah they know what they're doing in fact we can honestly say they're not new to chicken 
They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I love to, Jackie. So 365ers, go ahead and find a comfortable seat if you are already sitting down. Or if you're moving, just listen intentionally and be aware of your surroundings. Um, before we begin, I want us all to take a deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. As you breathe in and out, focus on the sensation of breath entering and leaving your body. Let go of any thoughts or distractions and bring your attention simply to your breath. The rising and falling of your chest, the back pressed up against the chair that you're maybe sitting on or if you're laying on the floor. Now bring awareness to your body, starting from the top of your head. Scan down your body, noticing areas of tension or discomfort. As you exhale, imagine releasing any tension or discomfort you may be holding. Next, bring your attention to your heart space. Maybe even place a hand on top of your heart if that so suits you. Imagine a warm and soothing light emanating from your heart, filling your entire body with a sense of calm and peace. As you continue to breathe deeply and steadily, begin to count backwards from 10 to 1. With each number, imagine yourself uh, diving deeper and deeper into a state of relaxation. Let's do that together for 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, Five, four, three, two. And as you reach number one, now you are fully relaxed and at peace. Imagine yourself in a beautiful and peaceful place. Maybe a place you've been before. Maybe a place you've seen online. Maybe a place you imagined. Right now, taking all the sights all the sounds, all the sensations of this place. Imagine yourself breathing in the fresh air, feeling the warmth of the sun on your skin, taking the beauty of your surroundings. Remind yourself that you can return to this piece of place at any point that you want, simply by closing your eyes and taking a deep breath. As you continue to relax here in this space, As you continue to relax here in this place, here are some affirmations. I am whole, I am complete, I am safe, I am. Let's take three more deep breaths together. Inhale for three seconds, one, two, three. Hold for three seconds, one, two, three. Release for three seconds. One, two, three. Let's do that two more times. Inhale. One, two, three. Hold. One, two, three. Release. One, two, three. Last time. Inhale for one, two, three. Hold. One, two, three. And release for one, two, and three. Sit in a state of consciousness. Recognize that at your highest self, You are a pure light of awareness. I hope that you can take this with you back into your life. 
the author of your stories, and I hope that you can be the hero of it. I appreciate you, 365ers. I mean, how do you follow something like that? That right there was amazing. And that pretty much is your, what's your 365? Um, take that with you. As you can see, I'm in a more relaxed state. And I think that look took all of two, three minutes. Um, so something I think we can all use um, on a daily basis. So 365ers, um, you know, if you have questions, if you have concerns, as always, um, you know, reach out to us on social media. Um, that is what we are here for. We are here to make sure, like I said, that we take back our community. So hit us up on social media at Black Health 365. Again, that is Black Health 365. And Britt, I also think um, in this moment, it is very important for you to um, give out your information, like your social media, your personal social media. Um, because I think, you know, if somebody's listening to this and they're like, Hey, you know, I really need to connect with Brit so I can start this more mindful journey, start this yoga journey. Um, I think it's important that they're able to kind of reach out to you, um, and, and get your guidance on it. So what is your social? I appreciate that, Jackie. It's been a privilege to honestly express these things and it feels cathartic to do it. And I just want to say again, I'm still working through a lot of things. And sometimes the best way to teach is to experience. Um, people can find me at profitfitness.life. That's P-R-O-P-H-E-T-F-I-T-N-E-S-S dot life, L-I-F-E. My name is Britt Daniels. That's Britt with two T's. If, um, 365ers, I know you are thankful to have Brit in your life. Um, yeah, needed this today because it's yoga meditation has been something that's been on my radar for a minute. So I'm really excited and really happy that we were able to sit down and talk about it. Um, 365ers, I hope you have a phenomenal day um, and that you go in, in greatness. Black Health 365 is an Urban One and Reach Media production hosted by Jackie Page and Britt Daniels, created by Samuel Tatum and Laura Lopez, executive produced by Brittany Jackson and Kadisha Campbell, editing and production, Jahi Whitehead, sales and corporate sponsorship, Patty Johnson.